Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending some time with us. Remember to like and subscribe and share the podcast. Remember to write us some some emails. Get in contact with us. Executive producer Dean wants to know some of your questions so that we can deal with some of those on the podcast. As always, uh, my co-host, Liana Glass, how are you? I'm great. We are in the middle or beginning, I guess, of August. And I think this is one of my favorite months here. We've we've seen the humidity drop a little bit and, you know, we're on the brink of fall, which is also a great season. So I am happy to be in August. How are you doing, Stephen? Also doing well, thank you. Um, it is a nice month and it's an exciting month because, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you work more with, you know, a lot of our students that are coming in, but this is really the month where some of our students start arriving on our on our shores and, and we get to interact with them after you know a couple of months of of sort of just communicating via email via wechat suddenly we have students arriving yeah and we get to meet our new students too which is super exciting i'm seeing arrivals from the first week of august to the last week of august so yep exciting time awesome awesome so today's uh, article is really just uh trying to update some of our students as well as some of our schools i know there's been so much as we can expect and as i think we can expect moving forward but there's been so much updated policy and updated guidelines with regards to COVID and with regards to you know how the school year is gonna look um i think that the, the specific thing that we do want to deal with um in this episode is talking about the fact that the US is really primed at this stage and has for the most part committed to the 2021 fall academic season will be an in-person learning season. Yes, we are seeing our schools absolutely standing by the fact that they want kids to be back in the classroom, in-person learning. They are, for the most part, not offering virtual options for remote learning. Um, you know, for the social development of our students, for them to be involved in the school community, for that in-person academic support, and just for overall mental health of teachers and students, we have to get everyone back in the classroom. And, you know, whatever precautions need to be in place for everyone's health and safety are so be it. But um, in-person learning is really the goal here. Absolutely. And, and we should be, you know, be really excited about this because I think as a country in terms of rolling out vaccinations, getting to this place where we can safely offer in-person learning. It's been a long road, but it's it's been one where I know people, specifically our school officials and our school administrators and teachers have been working incredibly hard to get to this point specifically. I, I do want to say, and I think it's important to say to any students or families that might be listening, this is a safe option. And that is the majority of the motivation behind let's offer in-person learning is because we can, is because the majority of our school populations, upwards of 80, 85, 90% of teachers, students uh, that are eligible above the age of 12 have been vaccinated. So those are safe communities that are again now able to really offer what we can only term as the real American dream. I don't think any international student had the dream of studying in America, but being back, you know, home in China or Vietnam or Korea, I think the majority of them thought that they would be on the ground. Um, and that really is the option for them now, which is awesome. So, you know, kudos to everybody that worked so hard to get to the spot. Yeah, I think it's important for our listeners to know that the U.S., for the most part, we're open. Um, we have returned to a state where we can comfortably send students back to school. 
Um, I think in a lot of schools, there will still be that three feet distancing. Um, a lot of schools will require students to be wearing masks and teachers to be wearing masks. But, you know, we've reached a point where it's safe to do this. And that in-person learning is so valuable to the overall development of our students. So we're so happy that this is a possibility and that this is a safe option for our students. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, uh, Liana, but the CDC, you know, has been also sort of talking about the, the idea of indoor masking again, specifically for unvaccinated people. But there have been conversations about, you know, indoor masking, social distancing, uh, you know, in certain populations and in certain areas across the country, very much again as a precaution to make sure that we don't dip too low, don't get to a place that is unmanageable. Um, but that's certainly something that we've been seeing as a precaution from from the CDC side. Yeah, so I think vaccinated and unvaccinated people in a school setting will be encouraged to wear a mask. And that's in an effort to have all students being treated equally and teachers, you know, having the same um, precautions put in place for them as for their student classes. Um, I think in in the article we're going to link here, it's 55% of the overall population and 67% of adults in the U.S. have received at least one dose. So we're in a really good place, but we're going to keep those precautions in place in schools for the meantime. Um, you know, we are still dealing with some variants coming about. Uh, we're dealing with new research and new science every day. So I know that all of state guidelines and um, you know, regional guidelines will continue to kind of be be created in in part based on that science um, that's coming out. And it's it's new and it's going to keep evolving. And it's not that, you know, the CDC is flip flopping. It's that it's getting new information and new science every day. So it will continue to be a safe place to go to school and to be involved in the community. Yeah, yeah, I do want to just uh, again, you know, if we have students that might be listening and that might be concerned at this point for the majority, you know, and again, we, we always say reach out to your school, reach out to Cambridge. They are great resources, um, but for the majority of of the schools that are opening um, for in person learning and that uh, are making that the primary way in which students will be instructed. Um, you know, they do have exceptions, of course. We do have some students that are still struggling to get last minute visas. Um, you know, travel might be with, with not as many flights, maybe as, as they used to be going back and forth. There might be a couple of days delay there on the travel front. You know, for the majority of, of cases, I know schools have been willing to work with students in those cases and offer some form of online or distance learning for, you know, a couple of days or maybe a couple of weeks to make sure that that student doesn't fall behind. So, you know, schools have been, have been you know, thankfully have been very flexible with that and, and able to offer that. Um, so, so that is in place for students that are still concerned that, hey, I might not have my visa scheduled. Again, we would we would urge you to reach out to your Cambridge Network representative. They would be the expert on this. They would have known exactly what the school is offering um, and reach out to your school as well um, to make sure that we know, uh, you know, that, they, that, that, that you know exactly what is expected of you with regards to if you haven't had a, a visa interview, you're still waiting on on some travel arrangements to come through. I think the other thing that's really important at this point to say that, hey, we may have some students that are delayed a little bit more than a couple of weeks. We may have some families that maybe aren't comfortable and, and each to his own. I think those that's part of the COVID world that we live in. But, you know, that should certainly not be the end of your American dream, both as a student, but also as a school offering instruction. 
you know, at Cambridge, we've we've worked incredibly hard in the past two years, I would say, to offer what we term our St. Mary's Online Academy, which is just a an incredibly uh, high level accredited uh, online, in, you know, academy that students have been taking classes from wherever they are in the world. For the majority of, of cases, our schools have all bought into it and are willing to have students that are not able to be here. And if a school cannot offer that online option, schools have been willing to say to students, take SMOA for a semester or two until you can safely get you, and then we will uh, enroll you after that. So that is certainly a great option. You know, Liana, I know you've had a couple of students that have been part of that SMOA program. What has been your feedback and, and anything else that you want to add sort of to SMOA? Yeah, so I was just going to mention here that I do have two students enrolling this year who are coming in August in just a couple weeks, and they did SMOA for the full academic school year last year, and they are very well prepared um, to return in person learning this year. Um, the schools have been extremely satisfied with the results for those students who completed their courses with SMOA. Um, so yeah, they're well prepared, and it was a great way to keep up academically if you do need to stay virtual for a certain amount of time. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is just to keep in mind for our students listening that once you do get to the U.S., it's so easy to get vaccinated. I know we've said this in previous episodes, but just want to stress it here again, that once you land, you will be eligible to get a vaccine as long as you are over the age of 12. And our host families, our student development managers and schools can connect you right away with a place to get your vaccine. So that should help ease any worries as well. Yeah, it is a it's truly a a effort from everybody involved, schools and Cambridge and students, everybody arriving and coming and going and offering learning and not offering learning. It's just it's a it's a it's a great big effort for us to make sure that this this all goes smoothly. I do want to just make one final mention from my side regarding SMOA for schools that may have offered their own online learning platform, but now for a variety of reasons, you know, it's extremely expensive. We understand that you need to to give a lot of resources to online learning. So if you're a school and you're no longer offering that, perhaps you have a student or two that you don't want to lose. Check in with Cambridge Network. Let's talk SMOA and let's make sure that we can keep that student in our network at a high level academic institution and then hopefully have them enroll or re-enroll back at your school within a semester or two when they're able to do that. Liana, any um, final thoughts from your side? I know it's an exciting time. I know you've been incredibly busy as you prepare and as you start to welcome students in. Anything final that you want to share? Yeah, I'm just so excited to have students back on the ground and in-person learning because that means that as student development managers, we can start getting back into the field too and planning fun events for our students um, and growing that relationship face-to-face. -face. So we're pumped for a really great school year and um, looking forward to continue to keeping you updated on any evolving policies having to do with COVID. But, you know, we'll be there with you every step of the way. And we're excited to have you back. Absolutely. I will have our executive producer, Dean, uh, post some of the uh, articles that we did reference uh, in the show notes. But as always, look at your local state health guidelines and their websites, as well as the CDC website. There's always up-to-date information on there. The majority of our schools also have great websites that outline exactly what they are thinking and what's happening on campus. 
Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you are a school and you want to use this incredible platform to, to continue building your brand, again, check in with Cambridge Network. Let's talk CEM, Cambridge Enhanced Marketing, as a way to, to up your brand and as a way to, to reach a different target audience. To all of our listeners, we'll catch you around the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody.